He's back like a bad rash. Legendary broadcaster, Drew Marshall. Let me just rephrase it because you said a pretty huge statement. If you are a Christian couple and you choose not to have children, you doubt their Christianity. I, I don't doubt it. They're absolutely not. Are right. you kidding me? Are you no, kidding me? We can't go around camouflaging something the way it is and, and, and pretend it's something else and call it the same thing. It's not, man. That's like, like Paul Martin and all these guys. Oh, we're Catholics. We're Catholics. We're Catholics. You know what? The truth is they're not. Now, do I love them? Of course I do. They're sincere, but they're sincerely wrong. See what I'm saying? The Catholic thing is, what? You don't go and do this, do that, and call, oh, we're Catholics. We don't care what the church says. Well, it's the same thing here. I'm sorry, you know? Well, I'm, I'm still digesting that because... Because uh, it's harsh in this day and age. Well, no, 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 buddy, buddy, oh. you, you know that I'm not a politically correct suck-up, okay? I'm uh, not wired that way, so just because it's this day and age doesn't mean jack to me. Listen every Saturday between 1 and 5 to The Drew Marshall Show, right here on Joy 1250. <laughs> How about that for an, a little flashback from the past? Nice. I think I vaguely remember that call. <sighs> That's why, uh, one of the reasons why I don't take calls very much anymore, because... Uh, People say that kind of stuff. And it drives you nuts. <laughs> drives me nuts, too. So what was that again? If you don't have babies, you're not a Christian. You're not a Christian. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, you are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. We are streaming live at drewmarshall.ca, and we just had a lovely kitchen party with the Kitchen Party Trio. That was awesome. Um, but some people don't like that kind of music, Tim. Well, they're obviously not Christian. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even that's, that's baby making music right they, they don't even know jeebus <laughs> jeebus sacrilegious mm. so a little bit later in the show we're going to have another musical uh, performance two 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 tricks in one two two musical performances ah, 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 ah. Ah. Manitoba Howell will be joining us he that is, sounds Celtic he is <laughs> Manitoba Halligan Huh? Manitoba Halligan. Halligan. Yeah, Halligan. That's his last name, really. Really? He shortened it. Hi. He'll be playing the ukulele in blues format. That sounds awesome. Quite looking forward to that. It's time for a little bit more Irish stuff here here on the Drew Marshall Show. I like saying here on the Drew Marshall Show. I want to play a little YouTube video clip that we've got up here of someone who is uh, going to be reciting... One of my relatives' poetry. And uh, I've been telling everyone about W.F. Marshall. Few poets have been so loved by the ordinary people as W.F. Marshall, the bard of Tyrone. His verses about his native country, its mountains and woods, its plaintive old bachelors and lovesick girls, its life and laughter and vigor are known and cherished by the older generation, many of whom can be relied upon to recite me and me da, me and me da, Sarah Ann, or another one, our son, as the occasion demands. This definitive collection that I have here in my hand of W.F. Marshall's poems, including as it does previously unpublished verses, as well as all the old favorites, kids, call now, <laughs> uh, will be warmly welcomed by his many admirers and new readers eager to be introduced to the magic of the Bard of Tyrone. Um, so I want you to listen to this one. This is... Uh, me and me da. This is a, an old Irish fella um, who's got a little bit of English in his accent there as well, but he's, he's doing a, a recitation of my great relative's, uh, one of his greatest poems. Have a listen to W.F. Marshall's Me and Me Da. I'm living in Drumlister, 
and I'm growing very old. I have to wear an onion bag to keep me from the cold. The deal of man in this town land was cleaner rare near me. And I'm living in Drumlister in Clabber to the knee. Me da lived up in Carmen and kept a servant boy. The second wife was very sharp. He buried her with joy. <laughs> now, she was thin. Her name was Flynn. She come from Cullentra. And if me shirt's a platy shirt, and the man to blame is me da. Concerning women, shirt was a constant word of his. Keep wheel away from them that's thin. Their temper's easy riz. <laughs> well, I know too I thought would do, but still I had my fears, and so I frittered back and forth between the two for years. We Margaret had no fortune, but two rosy cheeks would plays. The farm of land was Bridget's, but she took the pock disease. And Margaret, she was very wee, and Bridget, she was stout. Her face was like a jail door with the bolts pulled out. <laughs> well, I'll tell no lie on Margaret. She thought the world to me. I'll tell the truth. My heart would leap the sight of her to see. But I was slow. You surely know the reason of it now. Sure, if I left her home from Carmen, my dad would raise her eye. So I frittered back and forth. Till we Margaret got a man. A fellow come from Drummas Lynn left me just the one. I mind the day she went away. I hid one stricken hour, and I cursed the wasp from Cullen that made me die so sour. But crying cures no trouble. So to Bridget I went back, and I faced her for it that night week for an inst her own turf stack. I faced her square and I axed her there. The handy wife should make me. I talked about the land that joined. But God, she wouldn't take me. <laughs> so I'm living in Drumlister. I'm growing very old. I creep to Carmen once a month to try and save me soul. The deal of man in this town land was cleaner, rarer than me. And I'm dying. In Drumlister, <laughs> in Clobber to the knee. <laughs> you know what I just realized is that listening to that, uh, first of all, well, maybe I'm the only one interested because uh, that's a poem read by some dude. Uh, uh, but the poem was written by a great, great relative of mine who was born in 1888. Wow. 1888. That's and, a long time ago. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to read you the English version of that, because I know you weren't listening or paying attention. So here's the English <laughs> version. No Irish slang whatsoever. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. It's called Me and Me, me and My Father. Okay. Right? It's actually yep. called Me and Me Da, but Me and My Father by W.F. Marshall. I'm living in Drumlister, and I'm getting very old. I have to wear a potato bag to keep me from the cold. There's not a man in this townland who is cleaner reared than me, but I'm living in Drumlister in cow dung to the knee. You didn't catch that earlier, did you? Did you? I like that because it talks about poo. 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 We like poo. My father lived in Carmen, 
and kept a servant boy. Awkward. His second <laughs> wife was very sharp. He buried her with joy. Oh. You see what, yeah. see, what, see what happened there? See what happened there? Now, uh, she was thin. Her name was Flynn. She came from Coolantra. And if my shirt's a dirty shirt, the man to blame's Mada. My dad, my dad. Concerning women, sure it was, a constant word of his. Keep well away from them that's thin. Their temper is easy riz. <laughs> well, I know two I thought would do, but still I had my fears, so I kiffled back and forth between the two for years. We, Margaret, had no fortune, but two rosy cheeks would please. The farm of land was Bridget's, but she took cowpox disease. Oy. And, Mar- Oy. Oy. But, and Margaret was very wee. And Bridget was very stout, but her face was like a jail door with the bolts pulled out. Dude, (laughs) I love that line. That's awesome. I'll tell no lie about Margaret. She thought the world of me. I'll tell the truth. My heart would leap the sight of her to see. But I was slow. You surely know the reason for it now. If I left her home from Carmen, Mada would rise a cow. Would rise a cow. What does that mean? He'd kill a cow. Throw a fit. Throw a fit. A a dummy spit, as they say in Australia. Fill your boots. So I swithered back and forth, forward, until Margaret got a man. A fellow came from Molaslin. Does that mean he's a Muslim? And left me. Uh, and left me just the one. I recall the day she went away. I hid one, struck an hour, and I cursed the wasp from Colintra, who made me die so sour. But crying cures no trouble. To Bridget, I went back. But he's having a tough time with the girls here, right? He's going back and forth, playing it, playing the field. Well, with a name Playing like, in the Irish fields. A name like W.F. Marshall, you've got to wonder. If, Stop you know, it. Okay. But crying cures no trouble, to Bridget I went back and faced her for it that night week, beside her own turf stack. I asked her there and spoke her fair, the handy wife she'd make me. I talked about her land that joined. Begob, she would not take me. Begob. That's like a Batman phrase. Kapow. Begob. <laughs> So I'm living in Drumlister, and I'm getting very old. I creep to Carmen once a month in an attempt to save my soul. There's not a man in this town land who is cleaner reared than me, but I'm dying in Drumlister in cow dung to the knee. He finishes with the cow dung I love it. What do you think about that? I think it's great. Few poets have been so loved by the ordinary people as W.F. Marshall, the bard of Tyrone. Reverend. He was a poet, and he was a reverend. Presbyterian reverend. 33 years. Okay. Died on the 8th of May, 1888. His father was a principal teacher in Six Mile Cross National School, where Bill, as the, his buddies would call him, <laughs> received his early education. Anyway, that's all I got. Just just so you know, I, I did look up the whole fill your boots thing. Yes. And interestingly enough, um, it, yes. it, it, it seems to be from from Spain somehow. It what? says It says it's a phrase that matadors used to say to their fellow matadors before a fight, fill your boots with regards to uh, filling your boots with the blood of the bull. Ooh. But it ultimately Ew. is some sort of a break your leg, go for it. It ultimately is a, you know, yeah, let's do it. Go for it. You're crazy. Okay, now you sound like Cheech yeah. and Chong. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, I was going for that Spanish thing. You know, hey, fill your boots, man. <laughs> You're such a meathead. <laughs> Uh, buddy, buddy. All right, we're going to go to uh, Peter Rollins real, right. real soon. We're going to make a call to Belfast. Oh. We're calling Belfast. Yeah, now Belfast, they're... What? They're up north, right? They are. So their accent's more depressed. So, and then, but when you go to the south, it's a little more little more lilt to it and a little happier. That's because that's where the Guinness Brewery is. Oh, of course. Christian right? beer. Let's take a short break, folks. And when we come back, it's uh, Peter Rollins.
He is a writer. He's a philosopher. He's a storyteller. He's an Irish troublemaker. And uh, he's also gotten into some some weird thing called um, Atheism for Lent. Oh. Check that out. If that doesn't hurt your brain, I don't know what will. Wow. Atheism for Lent. We'll be right back with a phone call to Belfast, Ireland, and Mr. Peter Rollins. Who owns that horse outside the door where my old horse should be? Are you drunk, you drunk, you silly old fool? 